So usually on Fridays, we preview a game, but it's preseason game number three against the Cincinnati Bengals. You won't see Sam Howell. You won't see any of the stars. It'll be a you know a battle of the backups there. And I guess Ron Rivera will be on the sideline taking notes and figuring out who he's going to cut and who will make the final 53-man roster. But I just don't really have that much interest in this game. You know, I saw enough in Sam Howell in weeks one and two of preseason that, you know, wrap this man in bubble wrap, lock him away, and don't reveal him until September 10th against the Arizona Cardinals. So preseason game number three against the Cincinnati Bengals doesn't mean anything to me. If there's something you want to see, I want to hear from you. 833-804-0910. You can be the quarterback of this segment. 833-804-0910. But the real story is what John Kime wrote this morning on ESPN. You can read it right now, ESPN.com. Of course, he's the longtime Commander's reporter. And his headline really makes sense. From Alex Smith to Carson Wentz, Commander's hoping Sam Howell can end long quarterback search. And really, this quarterback search has been going on my entire time that I've been a Commanders fan, right? I mean, you think back, I was born in 1992 after the three Super Bowls that, oh yeah, were won by three different starting quarterbacks, Washington struggled to find a franchise guy, right? There was Patrick Ramsey. There was Jason Campbell. Uh, there was Todd Collins. There was Danny Werfel. Then all of a sudden, we got excited for RG3 and that hysteria in 2012. And then it was, oh, let's hand over the keys to Kirk Cousins. And I really believe that we made the mistake of letting Kirk Cousins walk because Bruce Allen simply didn't want to pay him. Dan Snyder didn't value the quarterback position. Well, now that we moved into the Josh Harris era, Sam Howell is going to get this opportunity to not just be the starting quarterback this season, but to be the franchise quarterback for the next five seasons here in Washington. And I do believe that Ron Rivera, with this season being possibly his last season in Washington, will have a short leash for Sam Howell, you know, if he doesn't look good for five or six games, you got to yank him and go with Jacoby Brissett and try to get into the postseason and save your job. But at the same time, I do think that they're going to let Sam Howell kind of figure it out. And so if he struggles week one with a few turnovers, you're going to see them still go back to him week two, week three, and week four. It'll be about five weeks into the season where they really sit down with Eric Bieniemy and they say, hey, can we make things work with Sam Howell? Well, I don't think they're even going to have that conversation because Sam Howell's going to start the season very well. And because he's the kind of guy that I think will relish this opportunity here in Washington to kind of be like a gunslinger, but also a game manager, but also, you know, take deep shots downfield, but also at the same time, not force it into small windows and have turnovers. Look, his his mistakes are going to be holding onto the ball too long. It's already been his biggest mistake in preseason. He's trying to make the home run ball happen every single play. And you see that all the time with young quarterbacks. But what do you see with young quarterbacks also? The ability to brush off a mistake and go right after it again the next play downfield. And we saw him do that against the Ravens, which was so impressive. After the 13-yard loss on a sack, he has a 17-yard completion to Cole Turner. Yes, it's just one play. But it's one play that you can highlight, you can get the film on tape for, and Coach Biennemi and Ron Rivera can say, hey, we've got something to work with here with Sam Howell. Phone lines are open throughout the show. It's AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, always available on the Odyssey app. You can rewind to hear me talk some high school football with Gary Hess. High school football season began yesterday 
Thursday night football. We'll talk college football with Wes Durham from the ACC Network. He'll be on the broadcast for Virginia Tech hosting Old Dominion the following week. Uh, but when we return, we'll, we'll have Weathers Band in studio. They're going to perform a couple of their hit songs live on the fan. I'm the kid in the rain. Celebrate the insane. You never goes my way. Take a shot and fall short. I don't get the support. But I guess that's just life. Someone go get me some more confetti. I think I might have hit my peak already. I don't know euphoria would like to meet her someday. Said love I don't know your story. I would like to meet her someday. Said love you. We don't get what we need. We're all wrapped up in green. There's an ego to feed. Wish I could press restart I don't mean to get dark But I guess that's just life Someone go get me some more confetti I think I might have hit bottom already Yeah, I don't know euphoria Would like to meet her someday Said love Welcome back to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. That was a live performance from Weathers, an alt-rock band from Los Angeles. It's Cameron, Cameron, and Brennan. What's going on, guys? Hey, thanks for having us. Dude, thanks for coming down. That was an awesome performance right there. You know, let me start with this. I love hearing about the making of the band. So how did you guys come together? Oh, man. Um... So I think Brennan was the first to join. I didn't know any bass players, and so I went on Facebook and put out a bass players auditions thing. 
And uh, he was the only one that responded. <laughs> the only one. The only one. And um, but turns out he's actually pretty good. And plays, <laughs> and plays keys and sings. So I was like, well, that was lucky, you know. And then um, I met Cameron last. Uh, we actually had our like little high school band, and we did a little battle of the bands. Oh, sweet! And he was actually the singer in his own band, and we were competing against each other. And then I was like, well. I like what you do. Do you want to come <laughs> play with with me? And then uh, kind of stole him. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? That's yeah. an awesome story right there. Um, so let's get into some of your music. So that was "Say La Vie," of course. Uh, <laughs> obviously, because all, all you're saying was "Say La Vie." <laughs> 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 uh, but you wanted to promote all caps, which is one of mm -hmm. your new hits. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That, that song we did a feature with uh, John. Uh, the ghost, um, who's also in the main, and um, yeah, the song started out kind of like as a slower song, and then uh, John kind of took it and turned it into a more like upbeat, like fast paced kind of thing, and it is what it is now. And uh, we asked him to sing on it, and he was like super stoked about the whole process, so he uh, was actually down to do it, which we were super surprised. He said yes, and uh, it is what it is. So, have you guys performed in Richmond before this weekend? I think this might be our first time in Richmond. Really? Yeah. Well, Richmond's got a really good music scene, so you'll be out at Canal Club, <laughs> nine thirty uh, tonight, and you'll be performing there as well. And so, what? Are, give us a little preview of what uh, tonight's going to be like. Well, I wish I knew. <laughs> um, it's probably going to be a lot of high energy. There's some good bands playing, and um, you know, we just we just like to party. That's what I say pretty much every show. Is probably we just get sweaty. Up there. You know. It's gonna get hot for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the Canal Club has AC or not, or if it's strong Ooh, enough. That venue doesn't scream air conditioning when it's called Canal Club. I don't know why. <laughs> I used to go there in college because I went to school here in Richmond at VCU, and mm -hmm. when you went to Canal Club, you didn't really remember what you saw, but you had a great time. Oh, okay, <laughs> that was kind of the theme right there. Nice. Uh, the drinks are flowing, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, so this is the new Sports Radio 910, the fan now at 105. 1FM. And so, of course, I was trying to get to know you guys last night doing a little research, and I came across your number one song on Spotify, Happy Pills. And that meant a lot to me because I feel like I'm on Happy Pills right now because my favorite football team just got rid of the devil, Dan Snyder, who was the owner for 24 years, mm -hmm. ruined this franchise. And week after week, I say I watch a game on Sunday and I'd be depressed on Monday morning because <laughs> he just tortured us, and this team had no chance to be any good. So when I heard that song, I was like, that resonates with me the way I'm feeling right now. I'm on a high right now for the Commanders, <laughs> and preseason's gone well. The season starts in just a few weeks. So give me a little bit of the background behind the song Happy Pills. Oh, man, Happy Pills. Jeez, that song we wrote in 20... 2015, yeah. 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 And um, that was the second song we'd ever released, and it was the first time I think we were ever played on the radio in Los Angeles, and we were uh, so ecstatic. We literally um, got like a tweet, or someone had tweeted at like uh, a Ted Stryker at K Rock down there, and like he played the song, but we had no idea that it was getting played. So we all looked at each other and we were like, are we on the radio right now? And we like sprinted out to our car <laughs> and um, turned on the radio and caught just the very tail end of it. And yeah. we were running around the parking lot thinking we had made it big. Yeah. <laughs> Little do we know. Yeah, <laughs> We're hanging out with Weathers here in studio, live and local here on 910 The Fan. We've got Cameron, the lead vocalist, Cameron, the guitarist, and 
Uh, Brennan, so Cameron, you were telling me that you're a big sports fan, especially when it comes to the NBA. Yeah, I'm a big NBA guy. So who is your team that you like to root for? Well, sadly, it's been like the Phoenix Suns my whole life. Which okay. It's been a rough road <laughs> until recently. But um, yeah, because my favorite era was like that. 2005 2008 Suns with Steve Nash on the team. Amari Stoudemire, yeah. the best Sean pick and roll Marion. in the history of yeah, the NBA. Yeah. Well, now you guys are going to be good again. I mean, you got to the finals a few years ago. You yeah. bring in uh Chris yeah. Paul. That experiment didn't work out the way you no. kind of wanted it to. But now you had Bradley Beal, who I'm really familiar with as a guy that was from Washington. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that's going to go because you got three ball dominant players on the starting five now. So, well, it's going to come down to Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean he's good actually off ball with the Warriors and stuff like that. But we'll see. Yeah, well they got to stay healthy. I think that's going to yeah. be the big problem right there. And their depth. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron breaking it down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Big sports fan. We love to hear that. <laughs> it's real quiet from Brendan and I. <laughs> I used to go to Laker games when I was a kid, and I love watching basketball. But yeah. that's about that's yeah. about it. So when you were growing up, who were a few you know artists that you looked up to? Oh man. Well, actually, we were just talking earlier about um, my infamous Green Day phase that I went through, which is what made me want to start a band. Jesus you know? of suburbia. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I went through a Green Day phase. I did the eyeliner and the, the black clothes and the vest and all that. Dude, and, I bet uh, you could pull that off. I did. I, I have no luck. I have no luck. I've been thinking, should I be painting my fingernails? Should I be going all in? Might as well, dude. Yeah, yeah right? Why not? You guys have a good look. Yeah. Like, way better what I'm wearing. I got really into the killers and stuff, too, uh, like Hot Fuss and, and Sam's Town and stuff. Really, um, really was what like drove my passion for like songwriting and music and stuff so yeah i don't know brandon what's your story how did you get into music oh man um <laughs> my dad played bass uh for like a hair metal band in college that didn't really go anywhere but uh i just started kind of playing bass after a while and he he introduced me to like all sorts of music anything from 40s to like 90s all over the spot so i just had this this broad spectrum of music to kind of like learn from and experience from an early age love to hear that so you guys came to the right studios here we just threw a festival last weekend we had awads football festival oh, nice. it was our first ever event uh kicking off the football season it was awesome i was on stage for about an hour and i don't know how you guys do it i mean <laughs> i can do the radio show because nobody's looking at me you know I, I can talk smack you know i can call out coaches say ron rivera should be fired and i feel like there's no backlash but when i'm on stage i got the nerve so i don't know how you guys do it man <laughs> That's the exact opposite for me. See, when I'm like talking to someone or like in a social situation, that's when I clam up. But on stage <laughs> is when I let like totally let loose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys coming by. If you uh, need any late spots to like go out and meet ladies or get some drinks, I'm your guy for that. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, where can people get in touch with you and like kind of listen to your music and and really you know learn more about the band? Yeah. I Anywhere, honestly, um, like Instagram is a big one for us. Um, uh, you know, we're all over Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. So. Yeah, most of our social tags are going to be Weathers Band. Um, but besides that, it's just Weathers on Spotify and all that. Yeah, L Love that. So you will be out at the Canal Club 930. So uh, let's take a listen to all caps. How about that? Let's do it.
Why you always mess with my head? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure it out. I saw you in a picture with him, but last night you stayed at my house. And I call no answer. I know you're out. I saw you with them. Don't know how. Oh, you could say, relax. I was gonna text back. My phone died. Oh, I left it in the cabin. Same shit, just a different thread. Might be better off if I left it on red. And I love who we were last week. You see his name and forget about me And I'm wondering and you don't call back Ask me where I'm at so I roll back in all caps Why you always mess with my heart And kick it while it's still on the ground And how come every time you say you can't make it uh, I can't help but thinking about you waking up to somebody else Somebody else And I call no answer I'm freaking out I saw you dancing Hurts like hell When you say relax I was gonna text back My phone died or I left it in the cabin Same shit, just a different thread Might be better off if I left it on red And I love who we were last week you see his name and forget about me And wondering and you don't call back I see where I'm at so I roll back in all caps Why you always mess with my head? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure it out And I call no answer I know you're out I saw you with them Don't know how Say, relax, I was gonna text back My phone died or I left it in the cabin Same shit, just a different thread Might be better off if I left it on red And I love who we were last week You see his name and forget about me And one ring and you don't call back Ask me where I'm at so I wrote back in all caps Yeah, I'm just trying to figure all this out so I wrote, I wrote. Woo! Hell yeah! <laughs> awesome. Nice meeting you guys. Yeah, nice meeting you too. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. This is the studio version of All Caps by Weathers. Those guys are adorable. Yeah, and, and I really do relate to this song, too. Oh, yeah. Is right? it romance weren't hard enough? Right. You, you know how many times... In, like, social media and uh, smartphones and stuff? Right. You know how many times AWOD gets left on red? <laughs> it's like once a weekend. <laughs> so that was awesome to get them in studio. If you missed any of it, you can check it out on the Odyssey app with the Rewind feature. We'll also we'll post them on our Best of AWOD radio today, available on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your streaming services at... Joining us right now, though, to talk a little Hokies on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, senior football writer 
for Tech Sideline. It's Andy Bitter. What's going on, Andy? Not much. I mean, I'm just gearing up for the season here. One week and one couple days to go here. One, one, one week and one day, I should say. Absolutely. I should get the right. So, Andy, what did you make of the quarterback battle? Did you feel like it was a real batter battle, or was this Grant Wells' job to lose? You know, I thought it was more Wells' job to lose, and then you hear Brent Broad talk about it, and he says, Kyron Drones, it looked like he might be the guy for a couple of days in August. So maybe this was closer than we thought. You know, we don't see a ton of practice. So we're kind of going off vibes of this whole thing or what we've heard from other people in the program. But, uh, you yeah, know, this is the result I expected for a while. And this is basically what Pry was saying in the spring was that Wells was the guy and then Kyron Drones has done enough to play. And it sounds like both of them will get in the game at some point. I don't think it's going to be a, a true quarterback system or anything like that. But, you know, Wells is the starter, but they will find ways to get Drones onto the field. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. So the Hokies begin their season September 2nd, Saturday night at, of course, Blacksburg. Their stadium will be rocking when Enter Sandman plays as the Hokies try to start their season with a win, unlike last season uh, when the Monarchs stole the victory from them in week one. And then the season really gets interesting with Purdue, Rutgers, and then Marshall three straight weeks. And and then Pittsburgh close out September. And I feel like all of Hokies Nation is thinking, can we have a positive record? Can we be three and two by the time September ends? Uh, That's, I think, what you got to be hoping for. It's Andy Bitter with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hot. Line. Andy, what do you think? Can the Hokies be above 500 by the end of September this season? Above 500, I think there's a chance. I mean, that, that early season schedule certainly offers some opportunities. Uh, you know, you get ODU in the opener. Uh, ODU, almost a completely new team from last year with all the transfers that have coming in here. Not really expected to do too well this year. Uh, you got Rutgers on the road in terms of a, a Power Five opponent. If you're going to play somebody on the road, Rutgers is probably one that you would choose. Uh, Purdue coming in at home, Marshall on the road could be a tricky one. Uh, the Thunder and her getting keyed up for that. So I, I don't think there's any game on that schedule that they can't win. Uh, that said, I don't think there's any game on that schedule that they can't lose <laughs> as well. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of where this team is right now. It's unpredictable. I don't know which way it's going to go. So if they can come out of that three and one, I think they got to be feeling pretty good about themselves. Uh, I think it could be a challenge. I think two and two might be more likely. So if Grant Wells is going to be successful this season, and you're right, they're going to probably find a way to mix in Chiron Drones and his ability to run. Uh, but the rushing attack needs to be more improved from what it was last season. How are you feeling about the running back room right now? Yeah, I think the running back room looks pretty good. I mean, you get a healthy Malachi Thomas back. He really only played in like two and a half games last year. Various leg injuries were, were keeping him out. And then, you know, you bring in Bayshall too from North Carolina A&T. And I know that's a lower level, but he ran for like 1,300 yards last year. He did against, you know, he, he did against Duke. He had a really good game against Duke, put up a lot of yards there. So it's, it's not like it was all FCS teams that he did that against. So I, I think you've really added talent to that group uh, just in terms of bringing in the transfer and, and uh, Thomas being healthy there. But the key is what this offensive line is going to do. Because I think if, if you don't block, there's not much you can do. You can have great running backs, but if there's no holes for them to run through, you still got issues there. You can follow Andy Bitter on social media at Andy Bitter VT. And I saw you wrote about the offensive line here. So give us a little bit of the breakdown on the O-line group for the Hokies. 
Yes, young and inexperienced. I mean, they got two returning starters, one of which, Caden Moore, is moving to center this year. He played guard last season. So, left side of the line, they're starting two redshirt freshmen. Xavier Chaplin, Braylon Moore, I think they've combined for like 108 snaps in their career. That's pretty inexperienced. Yeah. And then you get to that second team, and it's all, you know, freshmen and redshirt freshmen, basically. Uh, you know, one one transfer they got from Gardner-Webb in the mix there, but it's just guys who have not played a lot of football yet. And that's a position where playing a lot of football is very beneficial. So, uh, you know, for this offense to really take off, that group's going to need to gel and gel early. And uh, just so much youth, I think that's going to be a really difficult task. And Andy, as much as the offense kind of struggled last season, the defense struggled to create turnovers. The, the least amount of turnovers they've created in, in like 30 seasons uh, last year for the Hokies. So is the defense going to be able to, one, get off the field with more stops, but two, help the offense out by getting some interceptions and fumbles? Yeah, I think you'll see them do better on that front this year. You know, They bring in a, a guy, Antoine Powell Ryland from Florida, that can be a real difference maker is an edge rusher. They really haven't had that in the program the last couple seasons. And, you know, you look at some of the cornerbacks that have come at that. Dorian Strong was hurt all of last year. Uh, Monsoor Delane really came on at the end of the year as a true freshman. He's going into his sophomore year feeling pretty good about himself and, and his uh, development. And then you bring in Derek Canteen, who a couple of years ago, Georgia Southern, tied for the national lead with six interceptions. So they have some guys with, with these ball hawk abilities in the secondary and, and perhaps have a little bit more pass rush when you add power Island to the mix. And I, I think that combination is going to result in some more turnovers and, and perhaps this defense, giving the offense a few more easy opportunities. Andy, I had a great conversation with coach pry and we did our whole hokey season preview show live from Charlotte, North Carolina for ACC kickoff. And I had a great conversation with tight end Nick Gallo, and I'm excited for him this season, but he's out with an injury. How serious is that right now? possibly pretty serious we don't know yet they, they were still doing tests to determine the severity of it i know they they did a little film yesterday where they uh they were announcing the team captains and they showed all the captains getting up and they, they announced gallo and he didn't get up fry went over to him uh he was sort of obscured by other players and the mm -hmm. thing so the fact that he's you know not even getting up to stand in line to the captains there tells me that, you know, that they're very cautious about something uh, so I would certainly think that he wouldn't be ready for the beginning of the season. I, I don't want to speculate beyond that, but it, it sounds like they're still trying to determine the severity there. For the wide receivers, you've got Ollie Jennings comes over from ODU, Daquan Felton, Jalen Lane, who I'm really excited about because of his speed, and then Steven Gosnell. You know, of that group right there, who do you think has the best season? You know, I think a lot of people would say Jennings just because he's had the production before, and then you know I think he'll have a, a good season. I'm curious to see Lane, yeah, because uh, I think he can do a lot of work in the slot. He's a, he's a quick guy, uh, tough matchup there. I think he makes for a lot of easy throws if he can get open over the middle, or you can get the ball to him quickly, and then he can do something with it in the open field. Uh, they didn't really have that element last year. It was it was basically Caleb Smith or bust at receiver, and he was on the outside and. You know, they had Daquan Wright stepping in as a slot receiver, the tight end moving over at the end of the year. They didn't really have that quick, shifty slot guy that they could rely on. And I think Jalen Lane could be that guy and put up some pretty big numbers. Andy, great stuff, man. Really appreciate you taking the time. Follow Andy on social media, Andy Bitter, Virginia Tech, senior staff writer and lead football writer for Tech Sideline. Give us a little preview of the work you'll be doing throughout the season. I know you'll be writing, but will you be podcasting as well? Writing, podcasting. Uh, whatever else, other way there is to cover the Hokies, I'll be doing it this fall. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate it.
All right, thank you. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. It's 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. It's time to go around the National Football League and do a season preview for the Carolina Panthers on NFL Hits. Coming up next. On USA Today's biggest bust to avoid for fantasy football in 2023, Odell Beckham. They say he has had issues with consistency since 2019. He's now 31 years old and has had two ACL tears. I had him as a keeper when he was worth something in fantasy yeah. in the Giants. Like, I think I picked him in the 15th round or something like that, and then he went off. Well, I'm avoiding Odell, and it's not because of the injury. It's I would because never draft him. I think Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews are going to be the number two, t- one and go. two target yep. for the Ravens. This is an interesting one. The Bills have a rookie tight end. But they have more prominent weapons, so USA Today believes we should avoid Dalton Kincaid. Mm. The, the, rookie. Only, the only rookie tight end I like is Baby Gronk. <laughs> I might just draft him for kicks, <laughs> so I have Gronk on my roster. <laughs> How about Evan McPherson? They say avoid the Bengals kicker. When Cincinnati finds the end zone, field goals don't happen. You got to go, you. That's the only <laughs> kicker you want. Young Ho. Yeah, young Ho. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals defense and special teams. That's a good one because you always kind of wait till the end of the draft to get your defense. I always like to get a defense that gets a lot of sacks, like the Eagles last year, the Ravens usually. Uh, The Cardinals last year only had 36 sacks and 20 takeaways. They did have five touchdowns, but that's not going to happen again. And I do believe the Cardinals will be the worst team in the NFL this season. My official prediction for the cards was 3-14. and 14. And we move over to another season preview today here on AWOD Radio NFL Hits for the Carolina Panthers. That, yep, that's your team, Zach. Let me hear you try to defend them before I, I give you Look, my prediction. And I'm not excited about this season. I, I We're just rebuilding, basically. New everything. Coach, staff, quarterback. Maybe you have a franchise guy. So you have a lot of mojo in, in Washington, but this is just going to be like we're not a playoff team. Um, we're probably not even competing for the title. No, the but here's, here's what I will say is that usually in the NFL, new coach, new quarterback – Leads to new success. It, it dated be. Washington with 2012 with Shanahan RG3. Uh, it, it's happened a few times in the NFL. Well, it is exciting because we we made a lot of great offseason moves. Obviously, Bryce Young is the headline. If things don't work out, we have the red rifle. <laughs> Andy Dalton backing us up. But Adam Thielen from uh, the Vikings, we'll see. Hayden Hurst at tight end, which is a huge upgrade from last season. Um, one of the premier linebackers and was really uh, getting sweated uh, by the Eagles last year is Brian, Brian Burns. Um, linebacker, I don't know how we are at linebacker, DJ Johnson. But uh, remember, we got Von Bell at safety. Oh, that was wow. kind of a sneaky move. Yeah. So I think our defense is going to be really good. Xavier Woods is decent at free safety. Yeah, and uh, J.C. Horn is going to be a shutdown cornerback, we hope. But um, talk about premier guys, too. Derek Brown, uh, D tackle, one of the best in the league. So he's that's going to be a really sneaky good defense. Is Shaq Thompson still score. good? I feel um, like a couple years end. ago he was sick. He's at the end, yeah. You know, but he's he's kind of good to still have in the room. And Keekley's hanging around the Panthers too. So here's you love to talk about Luke Keekley. He hasn't Keekley. played in a game in like ten years. He's so good, dude. <laughs> so I think you guys do get a little bit of luck with your schedule opening on the road in Atlanta. That's a winnable game against Desmond Ritter. 
Then you face off against the New Orleans Saints. Big question marks to start the season. They won't have Alvin Kamara in that game. Then you travel to Seattle and face Minnesota. And that's the first five games of the season. And then I do believe it gets difficult for you guys. Back-to-back -back road games at Detroit, at Miami, and then it's a bye week. So first six games of the season, you got to hope you're 500 at that point. You get Houston in week eight, Indianapolis in week nine. That's your win streak right there. Yeah, Might be go. your only win streak in the season, <laughs> right? Then at Chicago, maybe you win three straight before facing Dallas, Tennessee, Tampa, and New Orleans. Close the season at home against Atlanta, home against Green Bay, at Jacksonville, and then against Tampa Bay. And look, I'm actually looking at this schedule here, and I'm seeing a lot more wins than I had previously thought. Really? We only yes. get two rookie quarterbacks. This now, year. here's the thing is that I do believe Andy Dalton will be called on this season because Bryce Young's just not going to stay healthy. He looked great throughout his entire career in college, but the NFL is a different animal. And he had one of the best offensive lines in college every year with Alabama, right? Yeah. So, look, tell me the last time an Alabama quarterback had success. I think you're going to struggle to find that guy. Right. And so uh, that's my issue right there. I've never liked quarterbacks out of Alabama. I don't think he's going to be able to stay healthy. I'm going to say he makes it until week 11 against the Dallas Cowboys. Micah Parsons comes for his throat, ends up tearing his ACL or something like that. Bryce Young's done for the season. In comes the red rifle. Andy Dalton is able to get a few wins. But my season prediction for the Carolina Panthers member, I did predict. No rookie quarterback would finish the season above 500. Your Carolina Panthers go seven and ten. A thank you. Yeah, that's a thank you. Yeah, that's seven a thank and ten. Yes. How, how many wins did you guys get last year? Uh, Not much. No, it was it was pretty bad. We might have had six last year. <laughs> okay, so improvements. How about that? <laughs> well, I would like to see you know if we go complete cold red this year with Bryce Young and it's just a nightmare. Yeah. Um, Matt Corral was a first round pick for us. Now you're calling for your third string to get some time? <laughs> and he, we wanted to see him last year, but he had a season ending. So, yeah. uh, but he's there as well. We'll right. see what happens. Well, go Panthers, go. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to <laughs> AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM.